0: Since the Lord is here with us this morning in a unique way, Dave and I, we're going to kind of tag team a little bit this morning, and it's honestly in the same direction we're going in right now. So we're just going to insert ourselves and kind of make a push this direction. Is that okay? Are you guys okay? Do you sense the Lord? If you don't, you need to sense the Lord. So Dave was supposed to preach last Sunday. He wasn't feeling well. And then I was supposed to preach this Sunday. And I was like, Dave, do you want to go this Sunday? And he's like, it doesn't matter to me. And I said, well, it doesn't matter to me either. So we kind of started preparing individually And then probably Wednesday, Thursday, we came together and we realized we're on the same vein. And a lot of these words that have been spoken are in the same way as well. What I have personally been sensing for our body, for Heart of the Father, is that we really do need breakthrough. I know we, we use that word a lot. Personally, I don't use that word a lot because it's thrown around and it just makes everything emotional and everyone just kind of runs around crazy and we're not asking to be crazy just to be crazy. I, I believe in my heart by the Holy Spirit that, he, that God is going to release grace for breakthrough. It's not going to be your doing. It's going to be his doing. So if you think that you have to like work all this stuff up, I want to tell you to stop it, Okay. Lean into him, settle into him, and he will cause breakthrough. Galatians 3, having begun in the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? No, the Holy Spirit is going to do a work this morning. So I tried to put some language to what I was sensing. So I wrote this down. As I have sought the Lord, I believe we are now in a moment of time where we must position ourselves to break through to the next level individually and corporately. I believe there is an invitation for us to break through into another dimension in the spirit together. We must seek to go to the next level to where our gatherings, whether corporately or in homes, take on a whole new meaning. Where our meetings are not simply better, but they're different than before. That it would be evident that something has changed in our midst that we would have grabbed hold of God in a fresh way and that God would have grabbed hold of us in a fresh way, that we would have ascended together to another place in, in God, that we would have gone deeper into the things of God by the Spirit, where we begin to see and experience what it's like for God to dwell in the weightiness of his glory and his presence among us, where we would begin to experience another level of personal freedom and corporate power, As a body, we need and we must begin to position ourselves for individual and corporate breakthrough in order to go to the next level the Lord desires. So this is not just we want to have better meetings than last week or last year, or we want to have better meetings than the church down the road. We're not looking for better. I'm looking for something different, where the Lord comes and it's just different. It's almost hard to give language to But it's when he comes, things are different. We say it all the time. When he comes, things change. Psalm 91, we know this verse, talks about hiding under the shadow of the Almighty, but towards the end, the Lord goes on to say this, and he's speaking directly to you and I, verses 14 through 16. Because you have set your love upon me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you have known my name, and you shall call upon me, and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will, I will deliver you and honor you. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. In Ephesians 3, Verse 19 and 20, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So I have just a sense in my heart that Jesus, as the great shepherd, he's going to raise up his staff of authority and dominion, and he's going to break us through to a next, next level as a body. So why is it important for us to break through to the next level? It's very simple. Inheritance. I believe that as a body, our inheritance is at stake. More importantly, his inheritance in the saints is at stake. There was a tongue and interpretation that came forth September 13th of 2020, Some of the language in there says this, come and get your inheritance. Fullness is your inheritance. Fight for it. Go for it. Groan for it. Hunger and thirst and cry for the fullness that I have purchased for you. I will help you pursue and come forward after what I have purchased for you. I will help you. So the Lord, this is an invitation to inheritance from him. So what is our part? God's going to do his part. We must do our part. Our part is really simple. We must simply position ourselves before him. In the rest of that tongue and interpretation, it goes on to say this. He says, I will help you as you pursue and come forward after what I have purchased for you. I will help you, and the word says this, I will show you what hinders you. I will show you what hinders you. So he's inviting us to come forward, come and get your inheritance. There's more. Fullness is your inheritance. Come on in. And as you come, he's saying, I'll show you what hinders you. Something's in the way that needs to get out of the way. And we need the Holy Spirit to illuminate what that is to you individually and to us as a body. If he doesn't do it, it this won't work. If he doesn't come and illuminate things, then we'll just all be in the flesh and things will go crazy and wild. I'm not looking for fleshly, just emotional meetings. I'm looking for this Holy Spirit to come and to lead and guide and to illuminate and to cleanse and to wash and do all the things he wants to do. So our part is to come forward and allow him to show us what is hindering us. I believe the Lord wants to release individual and a corporate breakthrough, and our part is to position ourselves before him. Now, Dave is going to come forward, and I believe the Lord has been speaking to him on showing, the Lord's been showing him what exactly may be hindering us. And as he does that, we planned on having a call forward of repentance, of getting right with the Lord. I mean, this, this is crazy. This is something, Dave and I, we felt a strategic strike on this area. And then as you can see in the rest of the meeting, the Lord just came and added to it. And so now we're just inserting the part that we feel is absolutely necessary and important.
1: So I just want to share briefly, praying over the holidays concerning what God wanted to do here at Hot FM. You know, we're not responsible for other places, but we are responsible for here. And I feel the anointing of God on me right now. Am I nervous? No, I'm not nervous at all. When I asked him what he wanted to do in 2022, he led me to this passage that we all know, very familiar with, wherefore seeing Hebrews 12 Wherefore seeing that we are encompassed about with such a great cloud of witness, and here's the highlight, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I'm going to illustrate this to you. I don't want you to be distracted. I want you to see it in your heart, okay? Stay engaged. I'm asking the Holy Spirit for His conviction to come and rest on all of us. Say, well, I'm not used to that. Well, it's time to get used to that. So everything that the Holy Spirit has for us is good, and we need to embrace it. Some of you know that I travel all over the world. Thank you, guys. Travel all over the world. And I have with me my baggage, my luggage. This is part of me. Okay? Very comfortable with it. I move through airports very easily, very quickly, you say, seriously, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, you say, well, I, I don't know, you know, how you do that, let me, let me just let my wife tell you about how we move through the airport,
0: very quickly. Like he leaves me behind. He just keeps on going, and I say I'll catch up.
1: Yeah. But I have I've done this so long. It's just part of me. Now I know I know where I'm going. And it's not a problem at all. I know there's people in front of me. But I got this. I got this. I don't require an elevator. I go right up escalators with this. It's not a problem at all. And I have them hooked together because it makes it easier for me. And when I get to security checkpoints, I know what to do. I just disconnect them, put them through the security scanners and move on go through the other side it's no problem hook them back up and keep moving they're part of me they're part of me got this new one love my baggage brand new one sometime I'll have to show this one to you that one's a good one this one here This one's been all over the world. It's kind of a mess, but it gets covered in dirt. Then I wash it off. Say, you wash your luggage? Absolutely. How do you think they last like that? And then I brought my wife. Now my wife, she, she doesn't care for the black. Hers don't connect together. (laughs) That's okay. Baggage. And I know where everything is in these bags when I travel. I know what's in each bag. I even have with me my fanny pack. My wife hates this, but I have certain things in certain places, so when I need my passport, I need to know where to get it, just like that, tickets just like that, know how to get my laptop out, put it through the scanner, go through, slide it back in, gone, gone. My baggage. I want to talk to you about baggage that you and I carry. It's part of us. Our upbringing thats our baggage. Could be our past, things in our past. But the Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. So that we can run the race. Now, I can run with this stuff pretty good, but when I don't have any of it, I can move even faster. So, the question that I felt like God was asking of this body is what are the things that we need to get rid of in our lives? Baggage, we need to let go of so that we can run at his pace, at what he wants done. he began to put his finger on different things that you and I carry every day with us that slow us down, that hinders us. And we just need to be honest with ourselves and honest with him. And so I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show you what it is in your life What baggage do you have? You say, uh, besetting sin? Yeah, yeah. There are sins. But then there's weights as well. There's heaviness that we carry that hold us back and stop us. So I brought with me some labels that we're gonna clip on these bags. And as I'm speaking, I'm gonna ask the Holy Spirit. Brandon's gonna help me. I ask the Holy Spirit to highlight. Let's just give ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Anything that He wants to show us in our lives that's hindering what God wants to do and how He wants to move in this body, we've gotta be willing to just lay it down and get rid of it. You say, well, um, it's part of me. It's my identity. You need to get rid of that identity. I just tell you that. The first one that I have is condemnation. You know, the, the devil's the one that brings the condemnation. It's the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. The Holy Spirit appeals to our conscience based on the Word of God. So if you're here and you feel unfit, that's condemnation. Condemnation will sentence you into being useless and cause you to feel like you're a total failure. Do you walk with condemnation? Ask yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. How about this one? Anxiety and worry. You're worried about the future, maybe emotional distress. It affects you psychologically and physically. Can I tell you, anxiety and worry is the opposite of faith? Anxiety comes because you aren't trusting God. I can tell you that He cares for you and that He's interested in every detail of your life. Now, I I went through this years ago. I was in Africa and ran a business, and I had a $180,000 debt that was being demanded of me immediately, and I didn't have it. And in the middle of the night, out of a dead sleep, just woke up, felt demonic presence in my room, and began to pray and was set free by the power of God in that, in just about 15 minutes of praying, laid back down and went to sleep. Can I tell you, you can have that? You can be free from anxiety and worry that grips you. How about this one? Maybe this one, the Holy Spirit. You say, well, this, this sounds kind of, or don't you feel awkward? No, I don't feel awkward at all. Manipulation and control, dominating others. You put yourself over others or you pressure people to do things. Manipulation. Can I tell you, God doesn't like that. He doesn't even do that to you and me. He gave us a free will. Or to twist things so they appear one way when they really aren't. It's called manipulation and control. How about depression? Now I know... I know, this is a sensitive thing, I, I know. And there's chemical imbalance, I, I get that. It comes from hopelessness. You feel like there's no pathway forward. But can I tell you, you can trust God. Can I tell you that He cares, He's interested in you. Let me just read this, Psalm 34. Yes, the Lord hears the good man when He calls him for help. And He saves them out of all of His troubles. Why would we be depressed? The Lord is close to those whose hearts are breaking. It's a real thing. He rescues those who are humbly sorry for their sins. A good man does not escape all the troubles that he has. But the Lord helps him in each and every one. Why would you be depressed with God on your side? Judging or a critical spirit. This happens in the you say in the body of Christ. Oh yeah. Slander. Complaining. Gossiping. In the body of Christ, yeah. Yeah. Judging others. It's okay to disagree and have a different viewpoint. But to judge somebody and condemn them? God wants us to build up and not to tear down. We have to humble ourselves. I know you think you're all that in the bag of chips, but you're really not. Really not. Neither am I. How about this one? Perversion. Say, do you have to say that in church? Yeah, let's say it. Abnormal or deviance in sexual things. Wow. We know what this is. Do you not know that un, the unrighteous will not inherit or take share in the kingdom of God? Do not be, be deceived, neither sexual, immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate by perversion, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy. So where'd, where'd greedy come in? Is that in the body? Do we have to wrestle with that? Yeah, we have to lay that down. Greediness. Nor drunken nor words when you, words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate or slander. But you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit. Perversion should not be part of us part of our lives. Let me look at this other one. For this is the will of God that you be sanctified, separated, set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control your own body in holiness and honor. Being available for God's purpose, and separated from the profane. Perversion. We're talking about moving to the next level with God and what He wants to do. But our part is to get rid of this stuff. You can't reach your full potential and carry this baggage. How about rejection? Rejection causes you not to trust others. I'm giving you examples. Do you find yourself doing this where you don't trust others? Causes you to worry that you're going to fail again. Causes you to isolate yourself or give distance between you and others because you've been rejected. Don't want to get too close. Where you're not able to take correction. Hebrews 12. Jesus didn't want anybody. He didn't even want his disciples to feel rejected. Matthew 10, 14. And if anyone does not receive you or listen to your words, shake the dust off of your feet when you leave their house or the town. No room for rejection. Ways to get rid of it. We ask God to forgive us And we release, we trust God, we thank God that he's never rejected us. We thank God that he longs to be with us. There's scripture references for all of these. And we're thankful that he wants to be a part of our life. Because men reject us, we think everybody else rejects us, and so we don't trust anybody, including if you're not careful, you won't trust God. Fear has come up, even this morning. Fear can paralyze you, cause you to have unbelief in your heart. Psalm puts it this way, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me of all of my fears. Psalm 56, when I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God. I have put my trust. I shall not fear what mere men can do to me. Fear. Let me ask you, what is it that you're afraid of that you don't think God can handle in your life? Oh, we can get all religious and oh yeah, we believe God and whatever. Why is it we'll pray for other people, but when we're sick, we don't pray for ourselves. No, he wants to heal you. Shame and guilt. Painful feelings of disgrace, dishonor and humiliation. Having committed guilt, having committed a wrong. We all we all make mistakes. We all do wrong. But we're not to carry that with us as our baggage through life. Where you walk around you always feel like you're guilty. Get rid of it. Confess your sins when you made a mistake. Receive his forgiveness. And then use this as your testimony to share with others how you've been freed from shame and from guilt. And this one, this category things of the flesh or the old man, Colossians 3. 3. Puts it in perspective. The old man before you were saved, evil desires, sexual sins, impurity, shameful desires. Cast them off, throw them away. Don't tell lies. Say people lie in the church, call themselves Christians? Yeah. Not honest. Or they say something that misleads you to believe something different. No, he doesn't want us to lie. Put off your old life, that wickedness. Get rid of feelings of hatred, dishonesty, jealousy, talking about others behind their back. Put on the new man. Unforgiveness. Unwilling to forgive others or even yourself carry this baggage with you. Matthew 6. For if you, not, if you forgive others their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not, he flips the coin over, but if you don't forgive others, then the Father will not forgive you yours either and then as I was just praying I, I wrote down a few others always feel like a failure you need to get rid of that how about busyness oh I'm so busy I'm so busy hey, you don't even have time for God How busy are you? How much time are you occupied with all? Oh, I got, I got these kids I got raised. Yeah, no, I'm not telling you to neglect. I got a spouse. I'm not telling you to neglect. But busyness. Or how about this one? You're overly focused on a person. Could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Or you just want to get married. You're just so obsessed. I just, I just, I just. Can you trust God to lead your life? Lead that individual's life? And if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Instead of forcing, 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 forcing. How about torment? Torment. you need to renew your mind and let his peace flood your mind your heart, your soul, your whole body focused on making a lot of money there are people, that's all they focus on just got to make money, got to make money, got to make money not against anybody making money but to the point where you block out the things of God, where you're so wrapped up and consumed. And... These are things, just some. And as I'm speaking, I trust that the Holy Spirit, you're asking the Holy Spirit, well, what about in me? Well, I've been saved for 50 years. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You can be saved for 150 years and be as nasty and as wicked as anybody else. You say, well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not nastier and I'm not wicked. Well, you feel, how about pride? Can you walk in humility? Be saved 150 years and still walk in humility? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to ask Allison to come. And I'm going to ask each one of you, you say, well, I'm, I'm pretty young in here. Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm asking for every individual to look at your life and ask the Holy Spirit to show you anything. If you're going to move on in the things of God, you got to lay this stuff down. You cannot, you cannot take this stuff, this baggage with you and go and reach your potential in God, you will not be able to do it. You will not be able to be used fully by God and carry fear in your heart. You will not. He wants all of us to be free of all of these weights and besetting sins so that we can be used by him Now, as you're reflecting, if you need to come up to the front, maybe you want to come and look at one of these things, or maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to go stand by that bag. Everybody will know I've got that. It doesn't matter what you got, it matters what you're getting rid of. Okay? Okay. Again, it's the devil that condemns, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. So I'm just going to ask you to just take a few minutes. Let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. But your job and my job is to get rid of this stuff out of our lives. All this baggage. I know it's been part of you for years. I know it's your baby. I, 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 know. I know it's your identity. I know it's what happened to you when you were young. I, I, I get all that. I get all that. I'm just saying to be to be able to move on in the things of God. You can't take this stuff. You can't take it. I remember when I took Austin to out to Texas to go to ministry school, and uh, I took him out there, and he called me some weeks later, and he was crying on the phone. I said, "What's wrong, son?" He said, I feel like I've just given up everything. I said, What are you talking about? I let him talk to me. He said, I've, I've given up my home, being there in Lakeland, and given up my friends and surroundings. Now he had given up a girlfriend. And here's what I said to him I said, Don't be sad. I said, I know those things meant a lot to you. It's okay. But I said, the place where God wants to take you, you can't take this with you. Yeah, but I thought she... Come on. Come on, guys. We all know what it's like. I thought she was the one, and I thought, you know, and it was comfortable and all that. Can I tell you? I don't know why I'm saying this. Where God wants to take you, you can't take this stuff with you. Got something better. He's got something more. He's got a different way he wants to use you, and you can't be used by him in that way and carry this junk. Sorry, you can't. I'm going to ask them just to play. I'm going to ask you to bow your hearts between you and the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I got to deal with my stuff. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you're carrying that's not pleasing to Him. Let Him show you. If you need to come forward, come forward. If you want to stand, maybe, maybe you, you want to get your piece of paper and write down something and come and throw it up here on the altar because I didn't cover it. That's okay. Do it. I just want you to be real with God. We don't need mixture in our life. We need to be pure. And I want to encourage all of you, humble yourself before God. Humble yourself. Well, if I, if I go up, I don't know what so-and-so will think. It really doesn't matter right. what so-and-so thinks. What matters is what he thinks. That's right. What matters is what he thinks. If you're going to run the race... I lay aside every weight and every besetting sin. And run with patience the race. Run at God's pace. Let God set the pace for you this year. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and speak to each one of us now. Each one of us. Show us, reveal things to us, our baggage stuff that maybe we've carried for years and years and years comfortable pulling it along with us through life but you know what sometimes it causes us to run over people's toes with our baggage bump into somebody how dare you bump my bag this is my identity how dare you no let's just lay it down the Holy Spirit to show you in these times in His presence.